Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. So what I wanted to do for a half an hour, kind of mid-conference, is I, I just wanted to, to come at you and, and talk about implementation. I have had, um, as I said last night, I've had a, a great opportunity for a decade and four years to uh, shepherd this industry, and uh, I count it as one of the, the, the greatest joys in my life to be able to watch what happens uh, to the, thanks David, appreciate that very much, uh, what happens to the human soul when uh, that soul is impacted. And uh, already here at Mastery, I've had uh, personal encounters with probably at least 50 or 60 of you, and we've shared some incredible conversations together, and uh, um, we've, we've shared some tears, and we've shared some hugs, and, uh, and a lot of you have some pain in your life, and a lot of you have some joy in your life, and I think that at the end of the day, I just, uh, I wake up every day and kind of ask myself, um, what can I do to impact another soul? What can I do to impact another life? The saddest thing for me is watching people um, where I know that they are on the brink of greatness and for whatever reason they can't step through that last piece of resistance, that last piece of inertia, that last piece of kind of gravity pull, the force against you, and they can't step through that to get what awaits them. And uh, so for me, it's not really how many conferences you go to. For me, it's what do you take away from each conference you're at and what do you do with that information and how does it be used by you for your greater good, for the good of your family, for the good of your community, and for the good of society. And, um, and I get sad. I get sad when I know what's possible I get sad when I know what is right at your fingertips and for whatever reason you don't reach for it. Um, uh, I, I get sad when I see that there's a, a level of despair um, and, and yet you can see the desire behind that despair. And so I want to be uh, an influence in your life in the area of implementation. I think my legacy has a lot to do with the impact that I make in your life personally and then professionally. And so I feel called to have conversation with you halfway through the event on a very, very serious topic. And the topic has to do with this idea of focus is not a difference maker, focus is the difference maker. And I said last night there's nothing more important, period, than the force of focus. And when you think about focus is not a difference maker, it is the difference maker. You already right now, and I'd like to just ask a question, just you know, maybe randomly and, and at best guess, you can probably put your hands up, but um, let me ask you a question. Do you feel right now that you've learned one or two things here, we're not even through the first full day, but do you feel that you've learned one or two things here that might enable you to get another one, two, or three loans a month? If so, put your hands up nice and high, let me just see that. Okay, so that's the room, right? 
And, and uh, if we were just to, to, to fixate on the fact that, that that number is a very real number and understand that your life is the only life you're ever going to have, and when you realize that the economic universe will provide for you whatever you position yourself to take from it, then three loans, two loans, one loan, whatever the number is, and that number will grow, and it could be bigger for people right now. But we're talking about economic freedom. We're talking about the, the focus being on your fiscal health and the ability for you to be able to, in a shorter period of time, get more of the right things implemented so that you can accelerate your financial freedom so that you can do the things that matter most. And it's not that you're going to put life on hold to make money. It's going to be that life will become the model in which you fit making money. And I don't want anybody a month from now or two months from now or three months from now to look back and, and hear something again and say, you know, I wish I had done that because now I've missed nine loans or I wish I had implemented that idea because now I see how much I've missed. And I want you to realize that there's a huge trade-off for spending the kind of time we spend on the job and taking it away from the remaining time in the day and not giving the other priorities in our life first right of refusal for that time, namely me first and then my family. So the idea about making more money is not a shallow suggestion. It is a deeply rooted conviction that I have because I want you to be able to have freedom. And I want you to be able to experience the kind of joy that comes when you're not faced with any financial pressure. I've had conversations with many of the people in our elite group, and it's so cool to talk at the level that we're talking about, about wealth and about what we do with money and about, you know, what we do to, to and we're not doing more loans just to do more loans. We're, we're doing what we're doing because we want to change the lives of as many human beings as we can. And as a result of that, we're able to make a very, very, very good living. But the question is why and what about that living is important. And so I, I throw at you right now in this place and at this time, kind of a mid mastery lesson on implementation, and I want you to, to seriously think about what really matters most and what you really, really want to take <clears throat> from an investment of time, energy, and money so that when you come back and we reunite, your story is enlarged. Your impact has grown. And the happiness and all the things that come along with that you've experienced. And I'm telling you right now that it's important to understand what's at stake. So this is the survey last year at Sales Mastery on the Monday after the event ended. And we actually went to the entire database of Sales Mastery attendees. <coughs> and we wanted to know as a result of being at Mastery, how much income did you feel you could make more a month as a result of being here? And if you add up the percentages very quickly, you'll notice that 81% of the attendees said that they would make between $5,000 and $20,000 
a month or more, more than they had prior to coming to Mastery. And I throw this up here because I, I want you to begin thinking right now how you're going to answer that question. And I want you to be thinking that, okay, a year from now, I want to be able to look back. And if I'm one of the guys or the gals that said, you know, I'm probably in the $60,000, $120,000 range, I want to be able to look back. Four out of 10 said that this was a five dollars to $10,000 a month ROI easily. And the question is, okay, a year from now, are you going to be able to report in and say that you hit the bullseye on that? And for me, my greatest hope is that you can. I had a guy named Chris that came up, and uh, last year he told me he made $62,000. He came to Mastery. Uh, last year, this year, he's made $153,000 year-to-date, and he looked at me and he said, I can't believe that I was able to, in one year, double my income, and it's not even the end of the year. That's the kind of statistic that everybody has access to, right? Everybody in this room has the ability to not work an hour more and get more financial juice out of the minutes they spend. One of the stats that we put up opening night from Stanford University said that beyond 50 hours, production falls off the cliff. At 55 hours, it is dead. And every hour after 55 hours a week that somebody works, basically nothing actually gets done anyway. And is there anybody in this room that has ever received a plaque from your company for the most hours worked? Anyway? Has anybody got that? Like, do you want to earn that? Do you want to even have that award? And the answer is no, right? And then when I look at people last night in my suite, they came up to me and looked me in the eyes and said, dude, I am in my fifth month in a row of $100,000 in commissions, thanks to you. When I look at that and I hear that number and I think about where that person started and more than a handful of those people have those results and, and that's what happens when you get serious. When I look at those people and I see the joy on their face and I see the impact in their heart and I, in, in many cases, as was the case last night, their spouses were standing next to them, it to me reminded me that, that I am born to make sure I help you succeed financially. And in the process, not sell your soul to the devil and end up with collateral damage everywhere else. It's really, really, really important to me. So I don't know where you're gonna be on Friday morning. I don't know where these numbers kinda, kinda fall into play here, but uh, I'm just telling you right now that, that you are in a statistical dead heat with anybody else that wants to do the same thing, and the difference maker is focus. So check this out. There's three keys in your workbook that I'd like you to fill in the blanks, take some notes as we kind of cruise through this. And uh, I've had the opportunity for the last uh, five and a half years to actually coach. Uh, I've been involved in, in relationships with individuals, uh, in company contracts that I have, in offerings that we do. Um, we follow up with people in the Hytrust Sales Academy. Uh, we coach them and give them advice and give them, you know, kind of a track to run on. And I did all this for, the, for one reason only, is I wanted to be able to see the impact that, that we could make in people's lives outside of just a learning experience. I love the fact that 1,500 people signed up to come to Sales Mastery. I love the fact that this is our 24th year. I love the fact that every year the room gets filled up. But you know what I love more than anything? 
I love more than anything next year having the same people come back and tell me what happened. That, to me, jolts my soul to its core. And why I wake, every, wake up every single day is to watch that happen. Here's the, here's the fallacy in implementation. The fallacy in implementation is it is to-do oriented instead of I believe in it oriented. Let me tell you the difference. The difference is that, that you come to conferences and you hear about tools and you hear about ideology and you hear phrases thrown out like the high trust interview. You hear thoughts and phrases that are, you hear different CRMs. You hear this and you hear that. And the problem is that if it is a to-do for you and it's not a I believe in it and I will, then adoption falls apart. And adoption is always misused as a term. When we ask companies how many people are adopting high trust, that's not an accurate question. Okay? Adoption has nothing to do with are you doing it? Adoption has to do with do you believe in it? If you don't have a belief in CRM, it doesn't matter what CRM you buy. That's adoption. You can't adopt a CRM unless you have a belief in what a CRM does for you. You can't adopt a technology that showcases product recommendations unless you believe that you should be a mortgage strategist and you should do that. You can't, uh, you can't adopt um, you know, a marketing platform. You can't adopt any strategy that is given to you without first deeply believing that what? It's something that you own. So adoption is not do you use the product. Adoption is do you believe in why it was created? Deep behind anything is why. Why come to the High Trust Sales Academy? Not because it's a 350-page owner's manual that I want to spend three days and you want to spend three days and we want to kind of kumbaya together. You come to the High Trust Sales Academy because somebody told you that you should believe that there's a better way. And you have agreed and you have accepted the idea that before you even get there, it'll change your life. Denise said to me privately, she sat in that audience, she was 10 rows back, and when we were talking about the, the academy, uh, it was then named boot camp, she was skeptical. And before she came, she checked out the actual program and what would happen as a result of it so that she believed in it before she arrived at it. So somewhere in here is, is your belief, right? And so the first key to, to implementing anything, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. If you don't believe in it, it's not going to get implemented. If you're a corporate leader, do not kind of put a... Uh, a net of a product solution over your team and expect them to adopt it because that's the wrong word get them to believe why you're doing what you're doing and then when they believe it then step two and implementation takes over does this make sense here's how I learned this I learned this from somebody who came up to me and uh, said this is uh, 15 years ago. She said, I'm not buying your box. And the box was a 15-pound box. I had a bunch of CDs. Remember, Callum? A bunch of CDs. And I told everybody, this box will make you a million dollars. And she came up to me, and she said, I am not buying your box. And I said, I'm sorry to hear that. Can you tell me why? And she said, I already bought it. And I said, great. How's it working? 
And she said, I don't know. And I said, why? And she said, because I haven't opened it. Honest to God conversation. Sitting at her fingertips has been the solution on how to make a million dollars a year. And she had purchased it 16 months earlier. Why did she not open it? Because she hadn't adopted it. That's the key. And once we have that figured out, then the second key is utilization. And utilization is doing what you're implementing that was designed to do. It's like you, you, if, if, if you are a believer in a total cost analysis, you don't like do it one out of every 10 times. That may be where you start, you start, but what's your goal? Your goal is if you really have a core belief that you want to be a mortgage strategist and you really have a core belief that that is a differentiator for you in the marketplace, then you have to do it 100% of the time. If you like adopt, it makes sense to do the high trust interview, but you only do it like one out of every, every four times, your utilization is 25%. Why wouldn't you do it 100% of the time? So what utilization is, is the frequency of use of any strategy, any technology, any solution, any tool that you have. And if it's right and you believe it and you own it, you'll do it, not some of the time, but what? All of the time. It's not like an option, it's a requirement. And what happens with utilization is the flywheel effect. The interesting thing about utilization is that the more you do the right thing that you believe in, the more likely the right thing that you believe in is to happen again. Make sense? So when Jonathan's talking about wellness and health, you know, if you are on a roll, you know what being on a roll feels like. You're not stopping and then trying to talk yourself into it. You're doing it regularly. It's become an auto response. You have now built the muscle of utilization. And I have to tell you that where the greatest economics begin to occur is not believing. That's where it starts. It's not utilization, but that's next. The real benefits, the real benefits of anything that you're going to implement, the real benefits only take flight when you understand this key. Arguably, I will say to you that by Friday at 12 o'clock, anybody in this room, if you wanted to, could add three or $400,000 a year to your income, if you wanted to. Why do we say that in a kind of casual way? Because we know. We have total certainty. I personally have total certainty that anybody in this room could do that if you desire it, even Catherine in a town of 12,000 people. I believe that. And I believe it because I know it because we've been plugged in to watch it happen. But here's the accountability piece, which I, I want to speak to your, not only your common sense thinking on, but I want to speak to it from the standpoint of your lifestyle legacy. And what accountability does undeniably, and I will use myself as a personal illustration. What accountability does undeniably 
is that it changes your life. It changes your life. Accountability raises your game. Accountability accelerates your results. Accountability helps you sustain the next level of success. Accountability allows you to have a, a feedback loop that keeps you honest and keeps you on the right track. And I'm not talking about just accountability in the sense that most of us think about accountability. I'm talking about lifestyle accountability. I'm talking about the desire and result for you to have a life of excellence will not happen without accountability. My desire and result for my life will not happen without accountability. And I seek and I connect and I have accountability in my life every single day with at least 10 different infrastructures that are helping me out, including my spouse, including my kids, including my social circle, including my coaches that, that, that I am part of being held accountable to. And I have to tell you, it's like you go to the gym by yourself and you don't get anywhere near the workout that you get when you have your trainer right by your side. This morning, if Jonathan wasn't there, I don't know who would have led that thing, but I can tell you right now, we would not have operated at the level of heart rate we had operated with uh, without him on stage telling us and, and holding us accountable and pushing us. So for me, what's exciting about this is what's at stake. And I had a rule as a loan officer. It's my, I call it TD's 10% rule. My rule as a loan officer is that whatever my income was, my goal was for a given year, I wanted to invest 10% of it into learning, growing, and getting better. So if I wanted to make 100 grand, I invested 10. If I wanted to make a million, I invested 100. If I wanted to make more, it was a 10% number. What's important about that number is that if you don't invest in you, you will not get the lift that the investment is designed to create. That's straightforward. So where I want you to be thinking as you, as you think about you and as, I, and as you think about lifestyle excellence and as you think about um, your legacy and as you think about the, the truly important things in your life is I want you to be thinking about what does an investment in me actually look like? What does that really feel like? Here's an interesting thought. This is a study two years ago by the Dominican University, and I want to give you just a clear concept of why I'm talking to you about what I'm talking to you about. They broke a, gr they broke a, a group of business professionals into five groups that they monitored and tracked. One was a group that they asked simply to think about their goals. The second was a group that they asked them to write those goals down. A third was a group that wrote down the goals and formulated action steps to reach the goals. The fourth group wrote down the goals and formulated action steps to reach the goals and sent their goals and steps to a friend. And the fifth group wrote down the goals and formulated action steps to reach the goals and sent their goals and steps to a friend and created weekly reports on the progress of that goal. So five different groups, all about what you have to be about, what I have to be about, and that is what? If we want to go to a place we're not at, we need goals. Thinking about them is good. Writing them down is probably better. Formulating action steps around them is probably even better. The challenge is if you don't know how to formulate the action steps, then you stop with the goal, or at least you don't hammer it like you should. 
if you have the action steps and you send the goals to a friend, you have what's called the law of leverage, which is you're less likely to fail when you've told others you'll succeed. And then when you have a plan and there is weekly accountability, that's when the magic happens. So here's what happened after a year. On a scale of zero to 10, where zero was no progress made and 10 was goals attained, group four scored a 41%. So the group that formulated a plan and shared the plan with a friend had a 41% attainment of goals in a year. That's good, but it's not great. Group five had a 95% attainment of goals. The fifth group that said, I thought about the goals, wrote them down, formulated a plan, shared them with a friend, and sought weekly accountability is the group that had the highest achievement. Does that make sense? So the question is, you know, what is your accountability plan? And I'm doing something today that I have never done. And I'm doing this today because I want to set about a 10-year trajectory for my company where we can impact the lives of loan officers nationwide by extending our high trust learning curriculum into a new ecosystem of high trust coaching. So today we are announcing to you as the first group in America that we are officially launching our own coaching program. This coaching program is designed with 25 years of content expertise, 25 years of oversight of implementation and success tools, and 25 years of bringing the best practices into arguably and super gratefully um, the longest running brand of personal growth and personal development ever in the mortgage space. And I want to leave a massive dent in this universe. And um, you are my ecosystem, you are my friends, you're the people that I care about most. And what I'll do in the next seven minutes as we go to break is just have you understand the power of what we're about to do together. For three years, I've worked with 24, 25 people that are all multi-million, you know, millionaires, and they're, they're high-end people, and they're in Masterclass Elite, and I have watched what happens when you put great thoughts together and that you have, when you have accountability. But more importantly, different than that, is I've had a chance for the last uh, 15 or so years to have actual coaching relationship and I understand what it means to take people from start to finish and so I have hand selected and will continue to hand select a group of performers that I trust and love that have proven that our system works to come alongside of me and and help you receive and achieve the results that you're looking for in your life and I make this promise to you that you will look back on a decision to engage us as your coaching partner as one of the best decisions you will ever make in your life. And the reason why I'm making you that promise is because I can stand behind it because I know what's in store for you.